Hello, folks. It's the spooky season, and you know what that means. It's time to talk about body hair. In this community, we all have a very distinct relationship to body hair. Some of us love it. Some of us hate it. Some of us don't give a fuck. Some of us can't wait to get electrolysis to make sure it never shows up again, while others of us find it extremely gender-affirming to start sprouting hair after our first dose of tea. Everybody sees body hair differently, and obviously there's no wrong way to feel about it. For me, it's a bit complicated. I've always had a pretty contentious relationship to body hair. During puberty, I just sort of shut down and tried not to pay attention to my appearance. I let my unibrow grow unchecked basically looked like Chris Moltisanti, and didn't even think about shaving my armpits until seventh grade, when a guy came over to my desk in math class specifically to tell me that it was something I definitely needed to do, before retreating back to his desk to snicker with his friends. I didn't have any body hair shame until I did, and now, seems like it's the defining fact of my life. I spend so much time just trying to manage the hair I have. I have to actively shave my chin, sideburns, and wax my mustache pretty much every few days unless I want to look like fucking Chewbacca. I spend much of my life thinking about hating and fearing my body's ability to produce insane amounts of body hair. And there's no text that better speaks to a fear of one's own body hair, specifically what it does to your gender, than the Wolfman. Now, if you haven't seen the original 1941 horror film, chances are you still know the story of the Wolfman. A guy gets bitten by a werewolf, and then he turns into one, and every time the full moon comes out, he can't help but turn into a bloodthirsty, hairy beast who creeps out into the fog to go on a killing spree. Bela became a wolf, and you killed him. A werewolf can be killed only with a silver bullet, or a silver knife, or a stick with a silver handle. You're insane. I tell you, I killed a wolf, a plain, ordinary wolf. Take this charm, the pentagram, the sign of the wolf. It can break the evil spell. Evil spell, pentagram, wolfbane. Oh, I'm sick of the whole thing. I'm going to get out of here. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, quit handing me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. The Universal film obviously was not the first time this story had been told. Werewolf tales are among some of the oldest myths out there, with the first story of this kind showing up as early as in the Epic of Gilgamesh, in which a woman is spurned by our hero when he learns that she transformed her previous male lover into a wolf. This concept is reprised later in the Odyssey, when we meet Circe, an enchantress who famously transforms the men who visit her into beasts. And obviously there's the Little Red Riding Hood story. Wolves and beasts are a common stand-in for dangerous masculinity, the parts of being male that feel a little too violent and rough for us to be excited about. And for trans guys, feeling like you're this rough beast 
who can't help hurting everyone around you is pretty normal, I think. That's what I find personally moving about the Wolfman. This dude doesn't want to turn into a wolf. He doesn't want to become overcome by coarse hair. He doesn't want to see his face turn into something he doesn't recognize. He doesn't want to kill people or revert to becoming a toxic bro the minute the full moon peeps out. He wants to have control over his masculinity. But he doesn't. I feel like this is something a lot of trans masks struggle with. We know we're guys, but also... Sometimes the guys we see in the world aren't exactly the healthiest models of masculinity. For a lot of us, growing up with mask identity meant aligning ourselves with the more toxic parts of cishet culture. For a long time, being toxic felt like the only way to show that we were guys. At least that's how I felt. I wanted so badly to be seen as male when I was younger and closeted that I ended up saying some pretty shitty sexist things just to try and distance myself from femininity. It's only by getting older and more secure in my masculinity that I've started to realize that that's not what masculinity actually is or should be. In reality, masculinity can be whatever we want it to be. It can be hard or soft, hairy or smooth. It can fall outside of the binary entirely. Masculinity can be loving and caring, and male society, although it's often shown to be competitive and macho, can be a really tender, caring space. Men aren't encouraged to develop a deep inner life or acknowledge their feelings at all. But as trans guys, we have a chance to correct that idea of male stoicism, which is pretty awesome. And I see a lot of trans guys trying to do so much to subvert those shitty notions of masculinity as violence. It's always a little weird to me that The Wolfman is seen as a horror movie. To me, it's more sad than scary. You're just following this guy as he gets overtaken by masculinity as he reverts to a literal beast through forces that feel hormonal and automatic. And yes, sometimes in our transition it can feel like we have no control over what happens to our bodies in ways both freeing and frightening. But control, quite frankly, is overrated. We can't control how our bodies change or what form our masculinity ends up taking or how hairy we are. What we can do is examine ourselves more deeply. The writer Thomas Page McBee, in his beautiful 2014 memoir, Man Alive, lays it out for us. Whoever's child I am, he writes, my body belongs to me. It's the truth. Though we do inherit a lot, the choice of what kind of man we want to be always falls to us. We can't control who we grew up around or what the culture tells us about masculinity. What we can do is acknowledge that we are always changing. Always, to paraphrase Myrna Loy, in a process of becoming. We get to decide what kind of man we want to be, free of some of the traps set for cis men in this culture. And as hard as it can be to have our bodies and masculinities on display constantly, and even under threat, it's also how we can speak to future generations of trans masks to come. We can show them just how limitless it all is. Because being a man is truly what you make of it. And we should never forget that. Totally Trans Minisodes is a production of the Totally Trans Podcast Network. You can find us on Patreon at 
Patreon backslash Totally Trans and on Twitter at Totally Trans Pod. 